It's five minutes with me. Hey, 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 I hope you're having a good day. This is Marco, and you are listening to Five Minutes with Marco. Today, I want to reflect a little bit on what your and my youth ministry Achilles heel might be. The honest truth is I've been having problems with my heel, my literal heels, on the back of my feet for about two and a half years. Uh, Early in my weight loss and health journey, I started jogging and walking around my neighborhood each morning. But after a few months, I developed massive pain in both heels, so much so that I could hardly walk. Turns out I have big old bone spurs on both heels and the little pads called bursas between those spurs and the tendons that cross over them were massively inflamed. It wasn't really an Achilles heel, but close enough to make me think about the concept. Achilles, in case you're not fully clear on this, in Greek mythology, had been predicted to die at a young age, but his mom dipped him in some magical river and he became a powerful warrior. But because she held Achilles by his heel for the dunking, that little bit of him was not protected or impacted by the magical river and his heel became his weakness. Today, we use the term Achilles heel to refer to a weakness that, despite overall strength, can lead to downfall. It's a pretty good question to ask about your ministry. What's the Achilles heel in your youth ministry? What is that little weakness that, despite overall strength in your ministry, could lead to its downfall? And what is our collective Achilles heel in the practice of youth ministry? What's holding us back? When I asked this question to a group of youth ministry leaders some time ago, Dr. Dave Ron suggested that it's at its root, the problem of teenagers leaving the church after their years in youth group boils down to a theology problem based on our theology of church. He suggested each church has a self-image based on their theology of church and that that works itself out in all kinds of practical ways. If you take some of those assumptions down the road a few iterations and years, you end up with teenagers who aren't connected with their churches beyond youth group. Just today, I was doing a little coaching with a pastor in a slowly dying church. Her church loved the energy she brought and thought that she was going to save them from death, but force of personality isn't enough. She had been leading boldly and even hired a full-time children and youth person, even though there was only one baby in the church and not a single teenager. The church went along with that one. Then she started tinkering with their stale worship service, and many are staging a hissy fit. Because theologically, their view of the church, their ecclesiology, is all about their own selfish desires, that the church exists to meet their desires and personal preferences. Unless they change, they are quite literally choosing death. Now hear me, don't allow that little story to lead you into believing this is about those people. This is about me and you, about all of us. My observation based on the youth ministries I I observe is that our collective Achilles heel for decades was arrogance. And this is still presence, but I think it's moved to a second place spot behind, behind fear, Fears become a motivator for way too much of what happens in youth ministry these days. All kinds of fear. Fear of parents, fear of church boards, fear of our little kingdoms being threatened, fear of the students not coming back, fear of our salaries being threatened. But more than all of these, I've seen a fear of culture become a motivating force. Often, this is a roundabout fear. Parents and church leaders possess a fear of culture, and youth workers instinctively know that if they play into these fears, they'll get resources and job security and whatever else we desire. But remember, Romans 8.15 tells us, 
You did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship and daughtership, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Fear, my friends, is a cul-de-sac. It might bring short-term results. It might get donors to open their wallets, secure your job, and get people in your church to see value in the youth ministry, but it starves our souls and sets our teenagers up for a lifetime of wrong-headed interaction with culture and the world. How could we, how could our ministries embrace hope instead of fear? Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. That verse, word for word, is in Psalm 42.5, Psalm 42.11, and Psalm 43.5. Now, I know there are literary and poetic reasons this verse repeats three times in two chapters, but it also seems to indicate that there's something we should really take notice of. And what would it look like for our ministries to be characterized as places of hope instead of fear? Okay, this episode was, I'll admit, a bit of a wandering reflection. So let's land with this question. What's your ministry's Achilles heel? What little seemingly innocuous part of your ministry could be its downfall and needs a dip in the magic river of the Holy Spirit's transformation? The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.